What if I told you the Cincinnati Bearcats outgained the BYU Cougars 498 to 295 in total yardage and lost? Yep, that's just another day of being a Cincinnati Bearcats fan. The Cats fall to 2 and 3 on the season. UC's 0 and 2 in their inaugural season in the Big 12 as they fall by 8 at the hands of the BYU Cougars. I mean, again, it was total dominance by Cincinnati. Uh, like that Miami-Ohio game, when you look at the box score, you would have thought the Bearcats won. You would have thought they covered. You could have hit the adjusted line, and this team would have won by eight, nine points. I mean, 498 total yards to 295. Brutal stuff tonight in Provo. Welcome into Chatterbox Bearcats. I'm your host, Chuck Walter. Uh, let's break this thing down. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The best news of all of this is that eventually this season's going to end and the Bearcats basketball team is going to kind of, I guess, intersect on November 6th when the, the Cats Hoops team tips it off. And I could tell you, I got the schedule in front of me. This released in the last three, four days. UC has a basketball schedule in full. Uh, the non-conference slate is not that impressive. We're going to break that entire thing down. And that, to me, is the good from all of this. Because the bad and the ugly is the football team right now. And, and notice I didn't say the horrible. I just said the bad and the ugly. I don't think this team is terrible by any means. I think they do have some talent. But when it comes to execution and when it comes to timely plays and when it comes to situational football, this team sucks with a capital S. I mean, not good whatsoever at executing. When I break down the game, I do see some areas where Cincinnati is kind of in that good and bad, and I guess you could throw ugly in there as well. The fact that they put up 498 total yards of offense and only had 27 points and really once again stalled once they reached deep BYU territory, 35 minutes the Bearcats possessed the ball compared to 25 minutes for BYU. That's the recipe for winning games. If you're a box score hunter and you just white out that final score at the top and you say, look down the box score, uh, 498 total yards, Cincinnati, 295 BYU. I'd say Cincinnati wins. 26 first downs compared to the 17. I'd say Cincinnati wins. Cincinnati had over 200 yards rushing compared to BYU's like 70-something. Oh, that's dominating the trenches. That's winning the line of scrimmage. I'd say Cincinnati wins. Now, you see the two turnovers, and you go, okay, BYU may have the edge in that regard. But when you see that BYU pretty much, no, they did. They led wire to wire with a tie in there at the 10:59 mark of the second quarter. But Emory Jones threw a 42-yard pick six about seven minutes into the game. BYU took the lead. Cincinnati did tie it up after an Emory Jones touchdown pass at 7-7. From there, BYU just took over. Game wasn't as close as it appeared. It was 35-20, and BYU missed a field goal to go up 18, to go up three scores with about four minutes left in the game. So, in my opinion, this is an 18-point loss for Cincinnati. It was only eight on the scoreboard. So be it. This team's not horrible. This Cincinnati team's no horrible. But they're also not going anywhere at the same time. I would love to see them make a bowl game this year. Oh, the cheese at bowl. Who's excited? to? Where do they play? Chase? They play out in Scottsdale still. I'd love to go out to Scottsdale and watch a Bearcats bowl game. Give me six wins. That's all I'm asking for. Can they get there? I, I don't know. But it's the race to six wins, maybe seven wins, and nothing more. This team's 
they are what they are. We, we've seen it at this point. This team just has no ability to go over the top and make that dynamic play. What's funny is first game of the season against EKU, everything that we saw in that game was the complete opposite of what this team has turned out to be. I mean, the the 300 or 400 total yards of offense, like 10 minutes into the game, whatever it may be. I, mean, I guess they're still racking up total yards of offense, but that one, you know, was was boom, touchdown, 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 touchdown again, maybe a field goal, touchdown. First six drives. Now Cincinnati, you know, how long does it take him to score a damn point? Emory Jones' final numbers, 23 of 37. He had 256 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. He was also their leading rusher, 14 carries for 94 yards. So, I mean, if you look at the stats alone, Emory Jones, whatever. I mean, he was fine. Emory Jones is who he is at the point, at this point of the season. And the Bearcats are who they are. Corey Kiner had 19 carries for 77 yards to lead the way out of all the running backs. Miles Montgomery, 12 carries, 61 yards. Xavier Henderson led the receiving unit with uh, 74 yards on seven catches. Braden Smith, good, good Lord. Everyone knows what I'm going to say here. Late in the game, the punt return. Let's let's pull up the notes right here because I was taking notes as we went. I actually had a wedding watching this game as the maid of honors giving her speech. Oh, Chris is Chris is the sweet. I, you know, I'm I'm looking down, and Braden Smith at that time one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. You silly goose! Have you ever heard of getting out of the way? There I am eating my ribeye, listening to the speech, trying to have the time of my life, and the Cincinnati Bearcats just don't allow me to enjoy. They don't allow me to enjoy things. It's as simple as that. Braden Smith tried to grab a punt return uh, with one hand, whiffed it, and BYU capitalized just nonstop. And then, oh, if you want to define the Bearcats' season in one single play, it was that fourth and one with just a couple of minutes left. UC was down 15. It was over. Everyone knew it was over at that point. They're not scoring 15 points. But still, for theatrics, give me something. Fourth and one, they give it to Kiner, picks up the first down. Everyone knew. You were watching the game. You saw that it was short. It was clearly short. Get up to the line. I'm saying, tick, tick, I'm going Chris Berman. And he doesn't get the snap off in time, does Emory Jones. And it looked like he got it off just in the nick of time. But, you know, the, the whistles, it, it overpowers the offensive lineman at the end of the day. And they reversed it. Ball goes to BYU, and it's over. Uh, Cincinnati's 2-3. and three. Next up for the Bearcats, it's the Iowa State Cyclones. That is on October 14th. Then it's uh, And that game's at Nippert Stadium. Then it's another one at Nippert hosting the Baylor Bears. That's on October 21st, and it's at Oklahoma State, uh, UCF, at Houston, at West Virginia. And the only ranked team on the schedule from this point to the end of the season, and and probably that's going to be ranked based on what I've seen, or it has potential to be ranked, because even this team may not be in the top 25, is the Kansas Jayhawks. And that's the last game of the season, senior night at Nippert Stadium. <laughs> All right, we got through the football. And who would ever say that? Like, oh, we got through the football. It's time for college basketball. But we as Bearcats fans, I know you guys love your college hoops. And we've seen what we've seen from UC. I would love to see this team make a bowl game. I'm going to get up next weekend against Iowa State, back-to-back home games, win a couple, 
you're back in front of the eight ball. You're four and three in the season. Let's go. But at the same time, this is a dual sport university. Most people got into the hoops team before they did the football team. And you could give me a little drum roll, baby, because the schedule's out and uh, I like it. A lot of chances for this team to win games early and really pick up some mojo, which is different than what we've seen the last few years, last year being Maui, where early on you're two and three out of the gate. And then the prior years to that, you got Ohio State out of the gate. So it's been a while since those Mick Cronin years back in like 2011, 2010 with Rashad Bishop and Larry Davis, where they used to just schedule cakewalk after cakewalk. And it was 11 and 0. This is the type of non-conference schedule that potentially allows you to do that. I would love nothing more than the Bearcats to be 11-0 because if they are 11-0, that means they would have taken down the Xavier Musketeers in the Centos Center for the first time since the very early 2000s. So here we go. Let's just break it down. I'm going to run through it quickly. You don't have all day to hear me break down Illinois-Chicago against Cincinnati. That's the first game of the season. It's on November 6th, so it's right around the corner. It's a little over a month, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Illinois, Chicago, Detroit, Mercy, Eastern Washington, Northern Kentucky, Georgia Tech, all of those at home. Whoa, Bearcats are playing at Howard this year. Based off ESPN, the Bearcats traveling to Howard, that gym's going to be electric. Uh, That'll be a fun little game. Don't sleep on Howard. They're going to be getting like five points in that game. That's that's an interesting matchup at Howard. All right, then it's at home against Florida Gulf Coast, then back on the road at Xavier on December 9th. Huge game. Love that. Bearcats could be going into that game undefeated. If they do get out of that game undefeated and take down the Musketeers at the toss, it's uh, against Bryant, then it's a neutral site game against Dayton, then it's Merrimack, then it's Stetson, then it's Evansville. I mean, you could say this every year about every Bearcats team since about 2004, but you look at that non-conference slate and you could point to some W's. You could point to some W's there. Conference slate starts off with BYU in Provo. Then it's at home against Texas. The first Big 12 game in Fifth Third Arena's history is against the team that will be coming to Fifth Third for the final time, at least as a member of the Big 12. It's the Texas Longhorns. Then it's at Baylor, TCU at home, Oklahoma at home, at Kansas. Unfortunately, the Jayhawks do not come to Fifth Third Arena this season, but they do have the game at Kansas on January 22nd. Then it's UCF at Fifth Third, at West Virginia, at Texas Tech, Houston at home, Iowa State at home, at UCF, Oklahoma State at home, at TCU, at Houston, Kansas State at home, at Oklahoma, and then senior night would be West Virginia in the friendly confines of the shoe. I think the last time UC had a senior night game with West Virginia in town was the uh, the Kevin Pitsnoggle year, where I think Pitsnoggle tried to miss it on purpose and accidentally banked it in to put his team down one with a few seconds left. He was trying to miss it. I think Eric Hicks' senior year, potentially. Anyways, that's the uh, the Bearcats basketball schedule. As a one-person band on a uh, Friday night at 11 o'clock, I'm not going to dissect the Bearcats going to Howard too much. But again, non-conference slate, Georgia Tech, Howard, Northern Kentucky, Xavier, 
we'll throw Bryant in there, Dayton, and that's about it. Very winnable this season before they get into Big 12 play. And, hey, some recruiting news. Tyler Betsy, big-time four-star prospect in next year's class. He is crystal balled to be a Cincinnati Bearcat. Keep your eyes on that. It looks as if he is going to announce his decision on October 5th. They already have Tyler McKinley in that class. Wes Miller's been killing it on the recruiting trail. I mean, give the man a pat on the back. Tireless. Tireless. You want to know how I know he's tireless? I hit him up to get on the podcast. Hasn't even read it yet. Hasn't even read the message. He's so busy. Thank you for your service, Wes. Continue to recruit. The other news I wanted to get to, Jace Richardson, who's the son of former NBA dunking sensation Jason Richardson, he posted in the last day that uh, he went on his official visit, pictures with the fam there, all the assistant coaches in the picture. So, I mean, he did the same thing with Alabama, don't get me wrong, but he's at least in the running to the point where he's coming to town, putting on the jersey, sitting on that throne, all that good stuff. So keep an eye on that. Jace Richardson, son of the NBA star back in the day, Jason Richardson. Um, let's finish with some football. The fact that Cincinnati literally, literally lost this game after holding BYU to two first half passing yards until about three minutes left in the first half. They had two passing yards. Cincinnati was dominating this game in terms of the box score from start to finish. I told you the total yardage. Brutality. The epitome of brutality in Provo. Bearcats fall to two and three. This is Chatterbox Bearcats. If you like the show, here's all I want you to do. Subscribe to it so it pops up on your little feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be. One other thing I want you to do. Tell your buds. Just at the bar. Say, hey, there's this guy named Chuck. His voice sounds like the fucking Velveteen Rabbit. That doesn't make any sense. But it's 11 o'clock on a Friday. And this man is giving us his duties. This man's working hard. He's working overtime. Everyone else, they're asleep. They're thinking of raindrops and whistles and roses on kittens. I think something like that. And what is Chuck doing? He's delivering to the people the bad news. The fact that the Cincinnati football team kind of stinks. But hey, there is good news. And there is greener grass ahead. Hoop season getting ready to tip off Monday, November 6th against Illinois Chicago at Fifth Third Arena in West We Trust. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. Whenever you're getting this podcast, just make sure it's a damn good day. <laughs>